Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Steve Sparky. Five on a Pickett's A Football Friday, 55 past the hour. Broadcasting live from the Wendy's studios. Don't forget when the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. Go get your free Frosty after every Bucks win within 24 hours. Time to talk about the Packers and the Lions coming up. Anytime we talk about Green Bay on a Football Friday, it's presented by Otto's Wine and Spirits with their seven employee owned locations serving Milwaukee. Otto'sWineandSpirits.com. Dusty Evely joins us now. Dusty, first things first. Everybody says, ah, you can throw on the Lions. They fired their secondary coach, Aubrey Pleasant. But I don't know if that's still a very smart thing for this Packers team to go into a game trying to throw it more than run it. Yeah, you can, you, I mean, you can do anything you want against this Lions team. If you want to throw it, you can throw it. If you want to run it, you can run it. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly, I tend to, to favor the passing game. I like the passing game. But, uh, yeah, given how the Packers kind of ran their running game out there last week and as bad as the, the, the Lions defense is at this point, I'm thinking – you run until they force you to stop running. You know, take take your shots, but I'd be fine with a minimal passing attack this week, and then uh, then just just kind of run it down their throats because because you can you can do that as well. It is amazing when I see some of the film leaked on Twitter, and you've got dudes running the same routes side by side with each other. Everybody on one side <laughs> of the field, and I'm just shaking my head. But I mean, that really just highlights how much these young guys just don't know what they're doing right now. Yeah, there's partially that. There's partially still. I mean, there's there's one from this past week, and this is happening every week as well. I think I talked about this here before. Like teams are going single high and then just going man to man and bodying the Packers receivers at the line, and they can't get off it. There was one. I think it was like a third and one or something. Short short yardage. Just a simple rub route for the Packers. Just two guys kind of crossing into each other. They get bodied so hard that they end up getting tossed into each other, and then Rodgers has to try to do something else with it. Oh and that's God. not anything having to do with the wrong route. That's just those guys can't get off. Uh, oh. Those guys can't get off press. They're not quite strong enough. So you're seeing that stuff as well. So it's it's it's, it's a litany of issues in, in, on that front right now. Unbelievable. Talking with Dusty Evely again. Uh, catch him, Cheesehead TV, Packer Report, and a Pack a Day podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Dusty Evely. All right, let's talk about what we saw from last week's game as far as how well they were able to really run the football uh, in that game, more so than I think a lot of people expected. Was it more about what the Packers were doing or more about what Buffalo was doing defensively? 
I think it was what the Packers were doing. The, the Buffalo was still kind of out there in their base, kind of nickel set. They don't really like to get into base personnel. They like to stop that stuff with nickel. Um, so they weren't really going light on that front. Um, you know, and I, I didn't really see if they were really laying off anything. Once you're on the field, you're not really laying off and taking it easy on any of that stuff. So it seemed like they were running their normal defense to counter that stuff. Uh, the Packers, and, and this was, you know, obviously they said they wanted to go to Christian Watson and he got injured on his first touch. Um, hopefully he's going to be back this week. Uh, but they did go run heavy in a way I wasn't expecting. Um, and so I don't know if this is a result of that or not, but uh, Josiah DeGuara got a lot more playing time in this game. I know there was, there was wide receiver injuries as well. And I think he did. It, I, I am number one in the Josiah DeGuara fan club. Uh, when he's on the field, he does good things. When he's on the field for the run game, he does really good things. He played, I think, 45% of the snaps uh, this past week, which was the most of his maybe career, uh, certainly this year. Uh, and he's just he's kicking guys out on blocks. So I don't know. They were motioning him a lot, and then having him kind of motion into a block, kind of get up ahead of steam and lock a guy up. So I don't know if they found something there. Maybe we'll start seeing some more Degora because I think he was a real boon to the rushing game this week. Can we talk about Joe Barry? Because Joe Barry's under fire as defensive coordinator. People are mad at Joe Barry. Uh, players were mad at Joe Barry earlier in the year. Heard Jair Alexander talking about that. And then, yet, here we go. We fast forward and we see Jair not matched up against Stephon Diggs. Yet they both want to trash talk each other, but they never actually see each other uh, during the game, which is completely uh, unbelievable to me after everything we talked about earlier in the year. So were you taken aback and stunned that they didn't have Jair on Diggs throughout that game? Not a ton, um, just because I mean they, they, worked, they had been going with some more man stuff. For all of Joe Barry's faults, it does seem like whether it's his decision or whether because someone forces him into it, he will switch things up throughout the course of the season if something doesn't work. And we saw it last year. We're seeing it this year. They were going more man-heavy stuff, and having Jair kind of follow stuff, we had seen that over the past couple of weeks. I think the Bills present a unique, uh, a unique problem in that uh, Josh Allen can run, so you don't want to do man coverage when you run. You don't want to go man-heavy when you run. Uh, when you have a running quarterback because you've got your backs turned as you're following your guy, and then Josh Allen has a head of steam and no one in front of him, and then and then you're you're dead at that point. So there's partially that. The other part of it, I mean, Stefan Diggs is absolutely the number one receiver uh, on that team. I mean, top five in the league. Uh, so you'd like to see Jair on him. Zone certainly makes that harder because you can't really just switch out a guy in that way without, especially with motion, you're bumping guys around. You kind of mess with the structure of the defense. The other thing is the Bills have other good receivers. I mean, Gabe Davis. And even uh, McKenzie have done some good things. So, again, I would have liked to have seen Jair on him a little bit more. Um, like, at all. I don't think he logged a single coverage snap against him. I think it's how the numbers shook out there. But, uh, yeah, it, it didn't surprise me too much just, just based on their approach and kind of what they want to do and just based on the fact that the Bills have other good receivers and, and – uh, and the fact that Allen is, is more than willing to go to those guys. And then Joe Barry talks to the media. That's always fun. And the, tw- the quote that's making the rounds, Joe Barry, quote, I think Darnell Savage would be an unbelievable nickel, end quote. Funny, Leroy Butler's been saying that for three years. Um, yeah. and, and then he says, well, we you know, don't, don't, don't really have anybody else to play at safety. Don't you have somebody that's at safety? It wasn't Rudy for the backup safety, and he's played yeah. okay when he's been in there. Am I missing something here? And then Rajul Douglas, hey, I, yeah, I haven't really thought about it. He was there in, in camp for a little bit playing safety. What do you mean you haven't thought about it? Who put him out there, and were you not at practice that day? I don't know. The whole thing, I, I, I don't understand it. I also don't understand. I thought the whole um, – because, yeah, the Savage Savage is that star nickel guy. That's been the talk of him since they drafted him, really. And Barry's been there for a couple of years, so it's been kind of a can he do it, can he do it. And you see some clips from camp and stuff, and, you know, probably he probably can't play that role full time. 
but yeah, I mean, the whole, <laughs> I, was, uh, I saw that Barry quote come out. I had to make sure that it was true, that it actually came from Joe Barry, uh, because it was a, he'd be unbelievable. We don't have anyone else's safety. You absolutely have other people's safety. Like I said, they, they, they had Rasul Douglas, which given some of his struggles this year, and so Rasul is, has struggled on the outside. He struggled in the slot. Uh, he is limited athletically. That's always been my issue. Correct. But he's very, very smart. That's, that's always, that's, that's the thing I'm as well. He's very intelligent. He studies a lot. He watches more film than anyone on the team. I'm not in practice, but it seems to me like he could be a good safety, could do at least well rotating back. And like you said, he was there in training camp. You have Ford, you've had like, like Nixon, I think was taking some snaps there. If I'm not mistaken, if you want to say we've got two safeties and no one else, and therefore we can't move Savage back. That's a problem. That's a problem with depth, but we also know that's, that's kind of a lie. So that's one of those things I, I hesitate to take too much at face value. What a coach says, um, it, <laughs> I would love to see them come out this week and just like Savage, Savage is playing that nickel role. And like, oh, he's doing really good there. Because um, we know Savage has been struggling at the safety. So I'm, I'm hoping that was just coach speak and it is something they're looking at. They don't want to give too much away. Uh, so I'm not getting too upset over it. But it was a, that, was, that was a jarring quote from the defensive coordinator. It was very much a, we're all looking for the guy who did this type of moment. Like, you're the defensive coordinator, man. You, 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 planned, you should have planned for this. Okay, so let's go to the other side of this, Dusty Evely. Give me some positives that you've seen from what Joe Barry has done schematically with this defense, if if there are any. If there's not, just be like, Sparky, I got nothing. But if there's anything this year that you look at and be like, okay, that's a nice little wriggle by Joe Barry, I'd like that. You know, Some positives here, because I really think a majority of this fan base think he's incompetent at this point, and I don't necessarily know if that's the case. I don't think he is. I think he's, I think he's limited, and I think he's kind of stuck to what he wants to do. But I will say, again, I mean, I think one of his strengths is the ability to pivot when thing is, something is not quite working. Um, they were playing some more man after the first couple of weeks when they, when they got roasted. Um, you have, he is willing to, we saw this last year, we're seeing a little more this year, um, but it's, it's jarring going from Mike Pettin to Joe Barry because Pettin, for all of his faults, was a tremendous blitz designer, and Barry doesn't do that at all. In fact, he still doesn't really do that. They, they, they barely blitz. They are getting pressure, but the way they get into some of those pressures has been interesting, the way they've been using Quay Walker. And I think, to me, that's been one of the bigger things is his, his whole thing beyond defensive coordinator has been inside linebacker play. Um, he was an inside linebacker coach. We saw that with Campbell last year, getting the all-pro nod. So you kind of hope that those guys are performing a little better than they are. But I think we have seen some strides out of Quay, some different coaching spots we've seen from him in terms of uh, kind of planting his feet. I think that was last week, kind of planting his feet and using his athleticism to catch up as opposed to running himself out of a play. So some of those coaching points seem to be taking effect. Obviously, we didn't see him a ton this past week after the ejection. But, uh, but I think we've seen some growth from Quay which has been good. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think we were starting to see some, some of the old Devondre Campbell, and then he injured his knee, so who knows out of that. Uh, and I think, and this is going from incompetence to competence, I guess, early in the season they had so many busts, which was not what they did last year. So much stuff on that back end. Even some, some defensive guys who spend a lot of time on the defense across the league uh, that I really respect have said stuff like, Joe Barry's defense is one of my favorite to watch because the way they pass stuff off on the back end is really incredible. And they did an amazing job with that last year, and not so much this year. Um, early in the year, I mean, we all saw Justin Jefferson. We saw they could not defend crossers against Bailey Zappi. Like, we were seeing that. Those busts are mainly gone. Like, you're still having some issues with, with Savage and, you know, Amos at times. But for the most part, that communication stuff, those communication issues seem to be cleaned up on the back end of that, which is amazing. So he does have... I'd say he does have pluses. There are things he does well, but it does seem like to adapt, to kind of clean up some of the stuff that maybe they don't do well, it, it has to be forced by someone else, which I don't like. Again, he is willing to pivot in season and work on some of that stuff, 
um, trying to get Quay involved a little more in the run fits, try to get those five-on-one looks to get Devondre Campbell kind of flowing a little bit better as that single linebacker, like the more move to more man, except when you're playing Josh Allen, which I think we're probably going to see against the Lions here a little more. He's willing to pivot and change up what he wants to do uh, for what's the good of the team. I just feel like it takes a really long time for him to get there sometimes. What's happened to Kenny Clark? Then last year, there was impact play after impact play after impact play, and I'm not feeling impact play after impact play this year from Kenny Clark. I still think he's good. I still think he's had a really good season. I don't think he's, he's where he was last year. I've not, I've not looked at him super, super closely. Um, I think he's still doing a lot of really good things, but it's the same issue we've been seeing. You know, you hope some guys will take a step up. Dean Lowry's been worse. So you don't, you don't have to really do a whole lot to Dean Lowry. Like he's getting washed out of the plays. Jaron Reed isn't Jaron Reed. I think TJ Slayton's had a nice year so far. Uh, that that he's stepping up, but even then his skill set's kind of different. He's kind of more that plugger. So I think Kenny Clark has had some moments, but it's been overlooked in terms of just the fact that no one else on that line has really been good. Outside, I think of the, some of the flashes from TJ Slayton. At this point, I just I just want I don't ever want I don't want to see Dean Lowry for the rest of the year. Just give me just give me Wyatt at this point. Good, I'm with you. Uh, let's talk about the offensive line real quick. Bakhtiari Jenkins both practicing on Friday, according to Matt LaFleur. Where are we at with this offensive line at this point? Uh, if Bakhtiari and Jenkins can play, when they do play, Bakhtiari has looked good. Jenkins, on the other hand, has had his has his had his issues when he was out there at tackle, now back in at guard. What do you think about this offensive line moving forward? It's tough when it's in flux like that, and especially with Bakhtiari, who uh, someone was asking me about this uh, last night. I did something with, with uh, the Pride of Detroit guys, and my thing on him was, listen, we had a week where he practiced three days in a row and then woke up weird on Sunday didn't play. Um, and so he didn't practice you know, Wednesday, Thursday, but he's practicing today. That all, I also don't know if that's good news or bad news. I think the, the offensive line is tough to talk about at this point, not knowing Bakhtiari's situation, the fact that, like, we can think it's one thing on Friday and then on Sunday morning it's a different thing. Like you said, he's good when he's out there. So assuming Bakhtiari's health, uh, I like Zach Tom. Zach Tom seemed more comfortable at right tackle or, or any kind of tackle position at this point than a guard. Um, I think he got better as the game went on. But if you slide Elton Jenkins back in the left guard, that gives you uh, better protection and then also run game. Myers has had a tremendous year at center. Uh, Nyman slotted in nicely at right tackle. And then uh, John Running Jr. has been good at the right guard when they, when they moved him over there when Jenkins came back. So, I mean, provided the health of the line, and if you have Zach Tom as kind of a guy who can step in at multiple different positions on the line and play, like, adequate at the very least as far as a rookie, that's better than where we were at the beginning of the year when Royce Newman was getting reps. Um, it's just – it's. It's tough because those dom- once those dominoes start falling and if Bakhtiari can't play on Sunday, suddenly everything's kind of thrown out the window and you're moving guys out of position a little bit more. And I, feel, I feel less good about it. But with the, if, the, if everyone's healthy, I think it's a very good offensive line. If Bakhtiari's out, that's when you start getting, what, Nyman at left and Tom at right, something like that. I think Tom played left. Um, so it, it gets when it's a little more in flux, it gets a little more dicey, um, which we haven't seen the line. I, think, I don't think we've seen the same lineup uh, in a single game this year. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough to tell. But, yeah, top line is really, really good, and then it starts getting a little weird. But they're still they're getting better. I'd say the lineup they have now is better than what they had when, when Newman and Jenkins were on the, on the right side. All right, prediction time. Who you got? Packers, Lions, what's the score? Thank God you were Three wrong Packers, on the man. Buffalo game, by the way. Thank God the 55-10 <laughs> thing didn't happen. Oh, my God. I was, I was trying to light a fire under him, man. That's what I was doing. You know, I, was trying, I was giving him some bulletin board material. Um, I'm going Packers. Uh, the, you know, Detroit has been good at home uh, in terms of points scored, I think 35 at home. But they just traded Hawkinson. Uh, Swift, I don't think, is 100%. Uh, so I think they'll be able to put up some points. But Goff can't 
Goff can't get outside the pocket, so he's not going to hurt him, and the pass rush has been really, really good. So I'm going to get Packers. Uh, let's do maybe 27-14. I think, they're, I think the Packers are going to be able to run. And, again, that gives them a – their floor is higher than it is if they're strictly passing, and they'll be able to hit some big shots, hopefully with Christian Watson. So uh, I think the offense is starting to come along, and this is a really nice time for a get-right game. If the Packers lose this one, um, I will lose all hope in the season for whatever yep. hope I had before this, but uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go twenty-seven, fourteen, and cross my fingers and hope I'm right. Yeah, the Dunn Club will have everybody in it if they lose to the Lions. Uh, there is no question. He is <laughs> Dusty Evely, Packers writer, Cheesehead TV, Packer reporter, and of course the Pack a Day podcast. Dusty, thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. You bet. You take care. There he is, Dusty Evely, joining us here at fifty-five past the hour on a pick and save. Football Friday, and uh, we talk to Dusty Evely each and every week. Don't forget, new Curtin Long podcast. Uh, that comes out as well later on Friday afternoon, so you can listen to that uh, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, leading up to the game. Ryan Horvath uh, and myself, Curd and Long. It's available on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. It's available on Apple. It's available on the Odyssey app. All those fine things. And every time we talk to uh, a Green Bay guy on a Friday, it's sponsored by Autos, Wine, and Spirits. So there's seven employee-owned locations serving Milwaukee. AutosWineAndSpirits.com as we broadcast live from the Wendy's studios. Have a good one. Have a good weekend. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 